This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Hi there, folks. Welcome to Mindful Medicine. I cannot wait for today's episode. I have a book sitting in front of me. It's it's about 470 pages. It is amazing. It is called Eat to Beat Disease, the new science of how your body can heal itself. And you know, we think about, I think about, sorry, uh, in my practice, food is medicine all the time. And I was thinking about this concept the other day. If food can be medicine, can food be poison? And I'm thinking absolutely, yes, it can be, and it is. And I think it's contributing to a lot of the modifiable optional disease processes we have on the rise and rampant in our country. So I want to introduce, and I'm going to, the author of this book, and I'm going to read his entire bio because it drills down into exactly the points that we want to hit home today as far as eating to beat disease. This is Dr. William Lee. He's a world-renowned physician, scientist, and the author of this amazing book, The Body's Five Defense Systems and the Food That Could Save Your Life. Yes, we're talking about food, folks. This is Dr. William Lee, who is an MD, and we're talking about food. He's the president of Global Charity, the Angiogenesis Genesis Foundation, and Dr. Lee's work has impacted more than 50 million people worldwide and has led to the effective prevention, novel treatment, and even reversal of diseases spanning from cancer, chronic wounds, obesity, heart disease, diabetes, vision loss, aging, and so much more. He pioneered a common denominator approach to find strategies that amplify the body's innate health defense systems. And we're going to be talking about these angiogenesis. What's that? You're going to find out regeneration. What's that? You're going to find out microbiome. We're talking about that a lot these days, these days, DNA protection and immunity using diet, lifestyle, and medicine as health promoting tools. All right, Dr. Lee, thank you so much for your incredible work. And certainly thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you, Dr. Holly. It's a pleasure. And, uh, you know, I can't wait to discuss uh, uh, your ideas and my ideas together. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, you know, I started digging into your book and it is absolutely fascinating. I mean, it is full of evidence-based research and the way that you have broken it down to me is absolutely user-friendly and amazing. But talk to me about your inspiration behind writing the book. Right. Well, I'm an MD, a medical doctor trained in internal medicine. And for the last 20 years, I've been doing what I was trained to do, which is really to diagnose diseases and then, you know, uh, find ways to prescribe medicines to treat them. I mean, that's really what most MDs do in our healthcare. I mean, sick care system. And I started to realize that, um, number one, uh, my patients were all asking the question of what they could do for themselves in terms of their diet. And I didn't have the answer to that at the time because this isn't taught in medical school. It's not taught in residency training. And there's really little postgraduate training available to doctors to learn about nutrition and health, especially when it comes to disease prevention, but also when it comes to how diet can be used to help harness your body's own power to fight disease while you're sick. And I felt that was wrong. So it set me on this journey to really um, find ways to eat to beat disease. The other thing is that I, you know, I'm a research scientist, so I, you know, spent 30 years working, you know, in the laboratory, you know, really in cutting edge labs, um, trying to um, understand, hack into the biology of health and disease. And what I realized is that there are so many new, recently uh, developed approaches 
uh, to advance the science. So we finally now have the ability today to be able to really bring nutrition up to this to a um, level of science and evidence that can help us understand what uh, food and health. And what I discovered is that when it comes to food and health, it's actually not just about the food. It's as much about how our body responds to what we put inside it. And so that's what leads us to health defense systems that I write about um, that, that help us resist disease from the day we're born to our very last breath. You know, I love that you have put some science behind this because you know what's out there for the consumers and listeners, you know, as well, there are webinars and summits and Facebook posts and tweets and white papers and PowerPoint presentations. And I could go on and on and on about diet and about different diets, the ketogenic diet, the paleo diet, vegan diet, the plant-based diet, whether you're a flexitarian, a, I heard a new word, Dr. Lee, the other day called a locavore. And that just means that people do eat animal products if they are locally sourced. And I thought, wow, that is right. a new one for me. But there's a lot of, you know, there's, and, and, and there's a lot of information out there. And sometimes my worry for consumers is when we start um, monetizing information when it comes to this diet, that diet, and all these diet hacks, we lose the science. We lose the understanding that I tell people, if you ever take a biochemistry class, it is just like taking, I mean, it might as well be taking a nutrition class because every biochemical process we have in our body is fueled by a cofactor. That is a, a vitamin, a, a mineral, it's a nutrient with the building blocks of our immune system and proteins, macronutrients, micronutrients, all of those things. So I so appreciate that you have put some science behind using food and how it influences our health and also how the body responds to it. I mean, your book is absolutely amazing. And I want to ask you another question about it. What were some of the most surprising mm -hmm. foods you discovered that actually have really great health benefits? Yeah, well, there, you know, I write in Eat to Beat Disease, I write about more than 200 foods. And the way I selected the foods was really to look for where there is research and especially human evidence that a particular food helps the body in a way that enhances our health and has a really beneficial health outcome. And in looking at that, you know, uh, in those 200 foods are the usual suspects, you know, kale and berries and things like that. Um, but there were some standouts that I think are worth um, uh, talking about. Uh, the, the first one is really soy. So, you know, soy is one of these um, uh, uh, plant-based foods, legumes, that's actually gotten kind of a scary reputation these days because um, some people think that, you know, soy has a plant estrogen that can cause breast cancer. And what we do know is that um, some human breast cancers are actually caused or fueled by human estrogen. But what the science shows is when you look at the plant estrogen, if you look at its chemical structure, you know, a picture of what the chemical looks like versus human estrogen, the plant estrogen and the human estrogen look nothing alike. And in fact, the plant estrogen can block the effects of the human estrogen. So researchers have now begun taking a look at um, what is the impact of soy in the lab in terms of diseases like cancer, which depend upon a blood supply to feed the cancer. Turns out that um, the, uh, the natural compounds, chemicals, um, uh, the phytoestrogens in soy, powerfully cut off the blood supply feeding cancers. In other words, 
soy can starve a cancer by cutting off its blood supply. That itself is really quite amazing. And um, um, and uh, there's one research study that looked at Japanese farmers um, who were eating a vegetarian diet, most of it soy-based uh, diet, like, you know, up from the field uh, and from uh, uh, whole plant-based soy products. And they found that um, th- these um, soy blood, soy-derived blood vessel tumor-starving uh, uh, natural compounds are sky high in the urine, which means that it makes it all the way through your body. Well, so that's interesting. You cut off the blood supply to feeding a cancer, but does it work in people? So what I write about in my book is a study of 5,000 women in uh, who actually already have breast cancer. So they have been diagnosed, and they studied them for how much soy they ate. And what the research found was startling. Those women who ate more soy actually had about a uh, 30% lower chance of mortality from breast cancer, meaning less death the more soy they ate. In terms of recurrence of the breast cancer, also about a 30% reduction in the breast cancer coming back. And so, you know, um, and then the question is, how much soy do they eat uh, to get that effect? About 10 grams of soy protein a day. That's about the amount in a glass of soy milk. So that's one surprising Hmm. food that, you know, it's controversial that, you know, the evidence when you really look at it, stands out, you know, in sharp contrast to, you know, what's sometimes popularly believed out there. Um, you know, and I, and Dr. I Lee, if you don't mind. Of, yeah, please. Oh, yeah. I just, I, you know, I have to tell you, this is such a great point because if this is probably one of the most, um, you know, one of the principles in, in, the, in the style of medicine, naturopathic medicine that I practiced and that I was trained in is uh, dossier, doctor, uh, or dossier, doctor, you know, in, ja- in, in uh, not Japanese, um, you're talking about soy, but in Latin means to teach, right? And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this is one of the most incredible and probably prolific teaching points that I have because um, I couldn't agree with you more. The phenolic, I think it's the phenols, it's a phenolic structure that's different from our estrogen, our steroidal, right? Our steroid hormones. Exactly. And when you say phyto, exactly. the, yeah, to the listeners, that means plants. So these plant estrogens that um, have this great ability. I just want to go back to soy in a sense. Another thing is that I think, you know, as far as the mis- um, information that it could cause breast cancer because of its estrogenic nature you're clearing up but also it's sort of a somewhat if you're not looking closely a creepy crop right uh 99% of it genetically modified and so there are ways to actually source this incredible healing food in a way that's um more organic and that's healthy right right well look i mean um uh, i think that uh on a personal level i prefer to eat organic, but it's not available to everyone and it's not affordable for everyone yet. Uh, and the best way to look for organic is to look for the organic label because, you know, um, uh, and, and to choose foods really based on that. Uh, I, I think that um, what we're beginning to realize increasingly is that the uh, common chemicals, including pesticides used to grow um, uh, uh, our, our, food, our food crops, um, actually have unintended consequences inside our body. Remember what I told you that, you know, it's not just about the food, it's about what we, what we put inside our body and how it responds. Um, a right. lot of these, you know, there's a recent research study that even showed that um, uh, uh, that pesticide-treated uh, 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 foods, actually uh, the pesticides encourage the growth of drug-resistant, antibiotic-resistant bacteria, actually on the food itself. And then we eat the food, we're actually seeding our own guts with antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Like, that's a horrifying idea uh, to be able to do that. So another reason to actually pref- 
to choose organic. But yes, I mean, I think that every choice we make, not only just the food type, but how it's grown is an important um, uh, component of our uh, mindfulness and alertness to, you know, what we're, how we're able to um, use food as medicine three times a day. Yeah, or more. This is awesome. And so as or I promised more. to the listeners, yes, uh, the up, uh, up front at the show, uh, we mentioned the word angiogenesis. So can you tie that definition into this whole idea of the tumors uh, and blood supply sequestering uh, elements of soy? Right. So um, angiogenesis is a, a fancy Latin word that basically means um, uh, the growth of blood vessels. Angiogenesis is how our body grows blood vessels. Um, We don't usually think about our blood vessels unless we cut ourselves, but it turns out that blood vessels are one of the most powerful defense systems in our body. Um, How powerful? Well, there are 60,000 miles worth of blood vessels packed inside the typical adult body. That's a lot of miles. And those blood vessels bring oxygen and nutrients to every single cell in our body. So whatever we're eating, whatever we're breathing, has to travel through these miles and miles of blood vessels in order to make sure every cell is actually nourished so the organs can function properly. If you don't have enough blood vessels, our tissues will starve and die. If you have too many blood vessels, it actually encourages the uh, inflammation and the growth of diseases, everything from cancer to vision loss to skin problems and and a lot of other um, disorders as well. So what our body is able to do naturally, our defense mechanism uh, of angiogenesis is to regulate and keep just the right amount of blood vessels that are out there. So what this means is that um, uh, 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 that in healthy situations, the goal where we want to be, body knows exactly how many blood vessels to keep in our bodies. But some diseases like cancer are really tricky. They can hijack our body's health, angiogenesis health defense system, and grow blood vessels selfishly to feed themselves. Because right. um, you know, here, here's a little here's a little known fact, um, uh, uh, Dr. Holly, that um, we're all forming cancers in our bodies all the time. I mean, they're just mutations of cells that occur, and they're like tiny little pimple-like cancers that we never see. They don't make us sick. We never, they don't cause any pain. And our immune system and other defense systems wipes them out before they can ever become a problem. But when, and they can't get, by the way, they can't get any bigger than about two millimeters in diameter, which is about the size of the tip of a ballpoint pen. Why? They don't have enough nutrients. They don't have enough oxygen. However, if cancers find a way to recruit a private blood supply to feed themselves. Researchers have found that a tiny little ballpoint, tip of the ballpoint pen cancer will grow 16,000 times in only two weeks once blood vessels touch it. And so this is the powerful trigger that cancers grow. So part of my work and the work of other researchers looking at this now is to find foods that can so cut off the blood supply feeding cancers. And soy, for example, is one of those uh, foods. Another uh, food is tomatoes. It turns out, you know, this is another food that's gotten some controversy, like are tomatoes dangerous? Do they have lectins? You know, all this kind of stuff. Let's look at the science. It turns out that tomatoes, you know, actually are great for you. They've got lots of juicy uh, vitamins and it's a great source of, of um, um, a lot of bioactives, one of which is lycopene. Um, lycopene is found in both the flesh and the skin of the tomato. And it turns out that um, uh, in the study of 36,000 men, it was found that those people, those men who ate two to three servings of cooked tomatoes per a week had a 30 percent 
lower risk of developing prostate cancer. And why is that? Because lycopene cuts off the blood supply to cancers, including prostate cancer. And so um, here's an example, another example um, where there's a food that has a substance that's tied to a biological effect, cuts off the blood supply to tumors, that is borne out to be, hold to be true in human evidence in large-scale studies. Yeah. You're, you're just driving it home. Um, evidence-based, food is medicine. As I said before, we can use food as poison, and I think that is part of the reason that we're in uh, the sort of predicament that we are in when it comes to the state of uh, the vast of the majority of our, you know, population's health in the United States. And so we can turn this around. So I want to ask you a question. In your book, you also speak a lot about preserving DNA and telomeres or telomeres, depending on how you say it, um, to fight Mm -hmm. the effects of aging. Can you tell us a little bit more about foods that can help fight the aging process? Yeah. So, well, let's first talk about DNA, right? So this is what everybody knows as genetic code, major breakthrough in terms of human research. Um, We finally understand, you know, our genetic makeup. Uh, uh, and who we're related to, et cetera, et cetera. Well, it turns out the DNA is our code, um, but there's something even more amazing that I write about in my book, which is that DNA is hardwired to protect us against the environment. What do we mean by that? Look, uh, you go outside, it's the summertime, you go outside, you're under the sunshine, you're at the beach, um, or you're sitting in traffic with the sun shining through your windshield. Um, um, you know, that's caught, the ultraviolet radiation is damaging our skin, damaging the DNA. How come we don't actually get melanoma? How come we don't all get melanoma all the time, every day, because of the stomach? Because the DNA actually is able to fix itself and protect itself from the environment. When you pump, when you fill your car with gas and you're at the filling station, do you stand upwind or downwind? Well, most people don't think about that, but if you stand downwind and you can smell those fumes, you are breathing in those um, uh, petroleum vapors that are actually causing DNA. How come we don't get lung cancer more? And it's because our DNA actually can fix itself. And so um, uh, so one aspect of DNA is its ability to protect itself. And there have been some amazing foods that, can, that I write about that can do this. So, for example, there was a study, and some of these are unexpected. So kiwi fruit, right, um, you know, which I have for breakfast often, um, uh, <laughs> actually has been – what's that? I just yeah. laughed because I'm uh, sure I'm sure you're probably gobbling up a lot of these things that you have have this incredible research on. Well, yeah, I mean, I love kiwi. You know, they're, they're a great source of vitamin C. They're delicious. Um, they're not too sweet. Uh, and they're just an amazing way to wake up for the day. Well, there's, there was a study that was quite amazing um, uh, done in Scotland where they found that kiwi, eating kiwi could reduce DNA damage. So they actually used healthy volunteers, humans, and they fed them, you know, either one, two, or three kiwi fruits a day. And then they actually measured their blood from the beginning versus the end after the kiwi. And they try to figure out, like, would there any, be any difference in terms of the DNA's ability to protect itself after eating kiwi? What they found, no matter how many fruits you ate, if you, as long as you ate one kiwi, that your blood's ability to protect itself against DNA damage was, um, uh, was, um, the, was uh, uh, improved. In fact, you could reduce damage with even one kiwi a day. By, you could reduce the damage by 60%. And, um, and the more kiwi you ate, the better the DNA was able to repair itself um, as well. Another kind of um, interesting uh, uh, food I read about is steamed broccoli, right? So this is one of the cruciferous vegetables. Um, broccoli contains a lot of healthy bioactives that are called sulforaphanes that kind of give it its, you know, kind of like its characteristic taste. 
Um, and what they and what this, these researchers did is they looked actually at the worst possible DNA you can do, which is actually smoke a cigarette, by the way. And um, they gave people who were smoking one and a third cups of cooked broccoli, sorry, steamed broccoli, uh, a day, and and they did it uh, for ten days, and then they measured how much protection eating the broccoli would do compared to before they were eating broccoli. And eating the broccoli reduced DNA damage um, uh, from this in the cigarette smokers by twenty three percent. So My eating um, uh, bro- broccoli reduced that damage. And guess what? When they stopped eating the broccoli, like they, they after ten days. They measured it again. The damage came right back up to baseline levels in these smokers. So, um, so you know, here's an example of two plant-based foods that you know that we intrinsically know are good for us. But now the science allows us to understand and pinpoint some of the ways they actually protect us. So that's you know that's 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 protection against damage of DNA. But you're now you asked about anti-aging. I mean, damage yeah. of DNA is part of aging. But the telomeres um, is something you also mentioned, and it turns out that you know. Some people um, um, may not have heard what a telomere is. A telomere is the actually protective cap at the end of our DNA strand. Um, uh, think about it like the the, uh, the tip of a sh- your shoelace that protects the shoelace from unraveling. And our DNA contains these um, uh, uh, caps, like a like a shoelace cap, to protect the DNA from from um, coming apart. As we age, our telomeres, the protective caps, get smaller and smaller and shorter and shorter, which makes it more, it's like a fuse burning down, which makes it more likely the DNA is going to start flying apart. Um, and so the name of the game of anti-aging at the cellular level is to keep our telomeres as long as possible. Long right. telomeres, DNA protected. Short te- telomeres, you know, we're in danger of actually having a problem. So what is um, a telomere-protecting um, uh, uh, food? Um, well, it turns out there are two beverages that are um, uh, pretty common. Coffee is one of them. It turns out that researchers um, have studied, you know, like there's one massive study that looked at 521,000 people across Europe, and they found that those people who drank anywhere from one to three cups of coffee a day had longer telomeres than people who didn't drink coffee. Same thing true for tea. Um, so, you know, of all the benefits we know, the antioxidants uh, that are found in, uh, in teas, we can add to the benefits of tea. It protects the telomeres and slows cellular aging. Another food that actually um, uh, actually helps to uh, improve telomere length is actually um, nuts and seeds. And so, you know, we're talking about tree nuts, right? Um, uh, cashews, almonds, chestnuts, hazelnuts, macadamias. Nuts, pecans, pine nuts, pistachios, all the stuff uh, that are good. The seeds, like pumpkin seeds, um, they actually, eating those actually helps protect our telomeres as well. And then finally, you know, uh, you know, and maybe this makes sense, um, the Mediterranean diet, which contains, you know, tomatoes and, and, and you know, all kinds of seeds and uh, the people drink a lot of coffee there and olive oil and all these other healthy things, um, also have been found to actually slow cellular aging by protecting the telomeres, those protective caps at the end of our DNA. So, you know, you want to slow, if you want to age a little bit more slowly, you want to eat really sensibly and you want to actually eat the right kind of foods that the science tells us actually protects our telomeres. Oh, that's just great. So this is amazing. Um, You know, I also think about, you know, you talk in your book, about you know anything from chronic wounds and and cancer and heart disease and diabetes but also 
I think that you bring out so many great points about just protection from our environment, passive protection that we don't even understand that we're being influenced by or being sort of burdened by, our bodies are being burdened by, and that these are simple daily interventions that we could do, not not much without not much effort, because we all eat, um, to make a difference in protection and prevention when it comes to um, our health and wellness. So my last question, I want I, I, um, can, you, you talk about, it's something called the five by five by five framework um, in your book. So how can we use it to kind of have our cake and eat it too? Right. Well, when I when I wrote my book, uh, I came up with a five by five by five framework because I did not want to write a diet book. Diet, um, by definition, is really coming having a one size fits all prescription of what you must do if you want to fill in the blank. Right? Could be lose weight. Could be doing something else. Um, and uh, uh, and usually, um, diet books tell you what not to eat and how to actually cut things out of your. Uh, diet. My book is very different. My book and what I believe in to improve our health is to lean into the foods that we really love. And so among the 200 foods that I actually have in ETP disease, um, they, you know, everyone can find certainly some and maybe many foods that they love to eat um, naturally. And so how do you fit all these choices of foods you can add to your life rather than take away um, to really be able to um, have a practical, sustainable, everyday, healthy living to eat to beat disease. Five by five by five. There, what I mean to say is that there's five health defense systems. Angiogenesis, our, our circulation, stem cells that help us regenerate from the inside out. Microbiome, our uh, healthy gut bacteria and also elsewhere in our body that um, communicates with our immune system and our brains and protects us. Um, the DNA protection we talked about and our immune system. Those five systems can be activated by foods. So five systems, uh, every day, eat a food that um, hits one of those five systems and lights them up so we're protecting mm-hmm. ourselves. And on average, even though we think about you know eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, in reality, most of us encounter an opportunity to eat about five times a day. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and a couple of snacks, right? If you really map out your day, it's really about five times. So five by five by five is an ultra-simple way for you to take a look at these 200 foods and just walk around basically saying, um, I got five health defense systems. Let me eat one that actually uh, activates them. And, and whenever I encounter food, I'm going to think about it. Um, uh, you know, it, it's a way of taking a lot of information, a lot of choice, and boiling it down into a, a practicable everyday um, step. And one of the things that I actually do is I've actually created a downloadable free um, uh, uh, shopping list based on all the foods I have. So people can actually, you know, stick it on their cell phones and walk around uh, and, and figure out, you know, what what foods they might choose as they select five by five by five. And they just come to my website, actually, um, Dr. William Lee, drwilliamleeli.com, and it's free. Just sign up for it and, and download it in order to be able to help you put five by, by, by five by five into your everyday life. Love it. This is excellent. Bravo, bravo, bravo. Excellent work. Last question, where can you get the book? Well, anywhere you can get Eat to Beat Disease, anywhere books are sold, um, online or, you know, at your local bookstore. I love local, um, uh, you know, uh, the local uh, grown bookstores. we got to protect those. Um, yes. Uh, that's, that's one of the best, most precious resources we have. But, you know, for convenience, if you can go online, you can get it anywhere. Um, and then, you know, um, there's a lot more information uh, that I'm actually giving out that is co- and also has come out um, that is coming out that you can that I'm putting on my website, which is. Dr. Dr. William Lee, li.com, 
And you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at at Dr. Dr. William Lee, L-I. Uh, and um, look, um, I'm super excited by um, sharing what I'm learning about the science with people. What I think is important that I think everyone can use to improve their lives on a daily basis. Yes, Dr. Lee, thank you so much. We talk about it all the time here on Mindful Medicine. Food is medicine, but now in Eat to Beat Disease, you've got the science of how your body can heal itself just by doing everything you do every single day, and that's just eating. Once again, folks, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time.